Have you ever wondered why people go to seek the blessing of a tzaddik, a rebbe, a makubal? Does it actually mean anything? Does it actually achieve anything? Welcome to the Transformative Daf. Today we are on Daf Tesvav, page 15 of Megillah. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman, and this is the Transformative Daf. Despite the Torah's stern caution against counting the children of Israel, King David decided to take a census of the people. Realizing his error, he cried out to Hashem, I have sinned grievously in what I have done. Please, Hashem, forgive the guilt of your servant, for I have acted foolishly. When David arose in the morning, the word of Hashem came to the prophet God, Go and tell David, Thus said the Lord, I hold three things over you. Choose one of them, and I will bring it upon you. God came to David and asked him, Shall a seven-year famine come upon you in the land, or shall you be in flight from your adversaries for three months while they pursue you, or shall there be three days of pestilence in your land? Now consider carefully what reply I shall take back to him who sent me. David said to God, I am in great distress. Let us fall into the hands of Hashem, for his compassion is great, and let me not fall into the hands of men. So Hashem sent a pestilence upon Israel from morning until the set time, and 70,000 of the people died. But when the angel turned his hand against Jerusalem to destroy it, Hashem renounced further punishment and said to the angel who was destroying the people, Enough! Stay your hand! The angel of Hashem was then by the threshing floor of Aravna the Jebusite. When David saw the angel who was striking down the people, he said to Hashem, I alone am guilty. I alone have done wrong. But these poor sheep, what have they done? Let your hand fall upon me and my father's house. God came to David the same day and said to him, Go and set up an altar to Hashem on the threshing floor of Aravna the Jebusite. David went up, following God's instructions as Hashem had commanded. Aravna looked out and saw the king and his courtiers approaching him. So Aravna went out and bowed low to the king with his face to the ground. And Aravna asked, What has my lord the king come to? to his servant. David replied, To buy the threshing floor from you, that I may build an altar to Hashem, and that the plague against the people may stop. Aravna said to David, Let my lord the king take it, and offer up whatever he sees fit. Here are oxen for a burnt offering, and the threshing boards, and the gear of the oxen for wood. All this, O king, Aravna gives to your majesty, and may Hashem your God respond to you with favor. But the king replied to Aravna, No, I will buy them from you at a price. I cannot sacrifice to Hashem my God burnt offerings that have cost me nothing. So David bought the threshing floor and the oxen for fifty shekels of silver. And David built there an altar to Hashem and sacrificed burnt offerings and offerings of well-being. Hashem responded to the plea for the land and the plague against Israel stopped. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Laza quoted Rabbi Hanina, let not the blessing of an ordinary man be light in your eyes, for two men great in their generation received blessings from ordinary men which were fulfilled in them. They were David and Daniel. David was blessed by Aravna, as it is written, and Aravna said to the king, Daniel was blessed by Darius, as it is written, Your God, whom you serve continually, he will deliver you. And Rabbalazah quoted Rabbi Hanina, Let not the curse of an ordinary man be light in your eyes, because Avimelech cursed Sarah, saying, Behold, he is to you a covering of the eyes. This was fulfilled in her offspring, and it came to pass that when Yitzchak grew old, his eyes became dim. Let us analyze this Kamara. 
Jew or non-Jew, the Gemara teaches that blessings and curses are real and have a tangible effect. The Sforno explains that our ability to bless derives from each human being having been created in the image of God. When man was created, the Torah says, and Adam became a living soul. Onkelos translates the verse, and Adam became a speaking spirit, meaning that the distinction of humankind lies in our ability to speak. Speech represents our connection between body and soul. When we channel that immense power, we can move worlds. Sometimes we think that we're not worthy of giving blessings. Only big rebbers, Rashi, Shiva, or Makabalim have the power of bracha. That's not the case, says Rabbi Laza. Even the most ordinary of people have a profound ability to impact the welfare of another, of another by their words. Every Friday night we bless our children. But it's not only your biological children that you're able to bless. They're the model and example of your power to give brachas. Anyone you confer blessing upon becomes your child, another human being for whom you've given birth to positivity in his life. While it's scary to think about the Gemara's warning that even the curses of someone you consider a nobody should not be taken lightly, the Jewish people have a special protection. Hashem bestowed a heavenly gift upon our forefather Abraham, which he bequeathed to his children throughout the generations. Those who bless you I shall bless, and those who curse you I shall curse, said God to Abraham. While blessings and curses are impactful, they are likewise reflected back onto the individual who casts them. The good side of that equation is that the more blessings you give, the more you will receive. Blessings and curses may take the form of Baruch and Arur, but they needn't necessarily be phrased so explicitly. Sometimes we say things that bring about blessing in another person's life, and other times, God forbid, the words we use are motivated by improper intent. When you build people up with your words, you endow them with blessing. When you put others down with your words, it is like you are cursing them. And sometimes, even when we think we are blessing people by offering them constructive criticism, we need to make sure the recipient will be able to accept the blessing. In Mishlei, Proverbs, Shlomo Amalek cautions, He who corrects a scorner brings shame upon himself, and he who reproves a wicked man acquires his blemish. Do not reprove a scorner lest he hate you. Reprove a wise man, and he will love you. If there's any chance whatsoever that your words will come back to bite you, then it's probably best not to say anything at all. Your faculty of speech has extraordinary power. Use it as frequently as possible to bless people by building them up. Every interaction should be one of blessing. May everyone know you as a person who brings light and joy into their lives, the individual with whom every encounter is one where people walk away feeling uplifted and inspired, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Daf Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Dafyomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Dafyomi global movement, there's something in the transformative Daf for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Daf with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe. To achieving a life of simcha and purpose, transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. 
Thank you, the transformative Darth. <laughs>